Welcome to Life on Planet Earth with John Aiden Byrne. Well, you know, it's just grand to have you back. We've had some fantastic feedback lately to many of our interviews, insights, and commentaries on this show, Life on Planet Earth, Hope for Our Existential Crisis. You can catch us on Facebook, Hope on Earth, and on Twitter, Life on Planet Earth. I had the pleasure recently of sharing details of the show with the hosts of the TMI Daily Podcast, which is part of TMI Hollywood, the longest-running comedy show in Los Angeles. I had a fantastic time on the show. We bantered. We got along real grand. And it was interesting coming to various conclusions and agreeing to disagree, if you will, and a lot of fun. So thank you for your kind uh, invitation to have me on your show. And that was TMI Daily. A voyage of discovery in an uncommon age of unparalleled scientific, economic, political, and social upheaval, life on planet Earth searches for the unvarnished truth, answers, solutions, and above all, hope for our existential crisis. Well, something a wee bit different next. I want to play comments made by Will Coogan of the American Security Institute, who was recently on my show. I want you to first take a close listen to what he witnessed and experienced with the Catholic Church and Christian practices in China, which you will know is an officially atheistic communist state. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. So are there any real functioning parishes and evangelical and Protestant churches and other religious faiths with established buildings? In, in, in when I visited Hong Kong, and that was in 2008 as well, um, there were, but again, it was you know British colony for a long time. So the, the, the churches there, the Episcopal churches there were much more established and you know long established there. And Hong Kong, at that point, again, the, the, the mainland government still kind of held to its agreement of letting Hong Kong kind of do its own thing. Um, that has now changed, of course, in the in the past few months. So Hong Kong was sort of a, a, a sort of a separate idea, but on the mainland, again, it was it's they they had the churches, but there's always restrictions on them, especially if you are a Chinese national uh, about going to these services. You know, expect you know if you were in the pews, I would expect a significant portion of, of the other people there work for the Chinese government just to keep an eye on what was being said and who was going there. You know, when I was in China, the, there were government sanctioned churches, and then there were underground churches, and uh, I visited some of the government-sanctioned ones, and you know they had sort of an English language mass when I was in Beijing at, at one of these churches, and you know it's, it's all about the subtle differences. So here's an here's an example. Um, so I went to mass at a church in, in Beijing. They didn't. They were not allowed to have a picture of the Pope there, because the Chinese are very sensitive about any kind of people having any kind of leader who's not the Chinese government. This is 2008. So you know we they they were a little bit more hands off with the English language foreign masses. Like we had a little group there and there were some people from France who were there. We had sort of like a little charity that we had set up. We'd do some volunteer work on the weekends at a local orphanage. But again, it was it, like if you want to make a donation to the church, obviously the government wanted to know exactly how much you were giving and exactly how much that was being used. 
because they were very sensitive that there might be any kind of you know money flowing through a church that they didn't know about. You know, I mentioned that they're very sensitive about the idea of a pope because they don't like uh, they, I mean they don't like the idea of God. Officially, the, the Communist Party is atheist, um, and they had a huge suppression of religion when they took over in 1949. And after that, they kind of allow it, but they don't like it. Uh, and the underground churches, a lot of them in Beijing that that I heard of, I never went to one, uh, but they were they were usually affiliated with Korean expats uh, who were Christian. Uh, not Catholic, but just sort of evangelical or, or non-denominational. Yeah, they, they had sort of secret Bible studies. And if you got caught at one of those, you could, I mean, if you're a foreigner, they'd probably just kick you out. But if you were a Chinese uh, national, they would probably throw you in jail. Now, in another wee moment, we're going to listen to another of my recent guests, Rod Dreher, author of the Live Not By Lies, a manual for Christian dissidents. It's his latest book. He has written a slew of great books and published articles. The Benedict Option is well-known and a bestseller. As stated elsewhere, his Live Not By Lies is described thus. This New York Times best-selling author of the Benedict Option draws on the wisdom of Christian survivors of Soviet persecution to warn American Christians of approaching danger. Stay tuned for some updates from Rod Dreher. I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Well, my recent interview with Rod Dreher generated a lot of positive feedback. So I thank you for your support and I'm sure Rod Dreher is delighted not only with the support you've shown us here to his recent comments on my show. He's been getting a lot of support across many media platforms and in various circles and well-deserved, of course. Now, I kept this till now it has to do with what is up next for Rod Dreher. And you may not be surprised to learn he's thinking about writing a book on Christianity and the church in China. If you've been following the news lately, the Vatican's number two official recently asserted, according to various reports and a news story in Al Jazeera, the city-state's right to pursue an accord with Beijing on the appointment of bishops that has been strongly criticized by U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo following talks between the two sides in Rome. Pompeo recently met the Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parlon for the Vatican and its foreign minister, according to Al Jazeera, on a visit marked by Vatican irritation over Pompeo's accusing the Holy See of putting its moral authority at risk as it renewed an agreement with China on the appointment of Catholic bishops. It's pretty controversial stuff. It's worth a close study. And I think we're going to be reading a lot in the coming months about the state of Christian practices and the Catholic Church in China. Again, it's an atheistic communist state. Here's what Rod Dreher, 
had to tell me about his next book, which looks like it will look more closely at the church in China today. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. Well, it's it's hard to do anything, you know, because you, you can't leave the house. I, I, I've already sold the publication rights to this new book in foreign countries, in France and Italy and uh, Slovakia. So uh, I, I would like to go over there and be able to promote it as I did with the Benedict Option, which was in 11 countries. But I don't know if I'll be able to do that travel. But I, I think just this morning, John, I can tell you, I, I think that my next book is probably going to be about the Chinese church and how, how the underground churches in China are keeping themselves going amid this uh, this advanced surveillance state that they're they're struggling with now. I, this book, Live Not By Lies, is about the Soviet experience, about Christian churches under in Russia and under the Soviet bloc. And the spiritual lessons they have to teach us. But I think the Chinese church can teach us even more practical lessons about how to keep our churches going and how to evade this massive surveillance. I think these are lessons that uh, maybe not next year, maybe not in five years, but at some point it's going to be absolutely critical for we Christians in America and Europe. So, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes, but I think that's where my next book is headed. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You've been listening to Life on Planet Earth with John Aiden Byrne. To reach the host or learn about advertising or sponsorship opportunities, call 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com. That's 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com. 973-664-9460 in the U.S. or email burndesk at gmail.com.